0: No
1: one. Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter.
2: Well, I think in every area, really, our preparation was the biggest one. You know, our preparation into um, the uh, Uh, how we practiced, how we managed our walkthroughs, how we managed on uh, leading into the game on Friday and Saturday. Uh, I thought those were probably the biggest improvement steps.
1: That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing the biggest areas of improvement that he's seen from his team through the first four weeks of the season. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we're going to be joined in the first segment by Edgar Thompson from the Orlando Sentinel. He will discuss the Florida quarterbacks, what he liked from them against Tennessee, and how he expects Mullen to manage the two quarterback system moving forward. In the second segment, I'll bring you the latest comments from Florida quarterback Kyle Trask and quarterbacks coach Brian Johnson. They both met with the media on Wednesday to talk about last week's win and preview this upcoming game. And in the final segment, we'll bring you an interview with five-star Florida freshman Scotty Lewis his decision to come to UF, and his expectations for this coming season. But we're going to start this thing with my interview with Edgar Thompson of the Orlando Sentinel. We discussed a few topics after Wednesday's availability, and Edgar brought up a really good stat about Florida's opening drive against Tennessee. Kyle Trask led the Gators right down the field for a touchdown, completed both of his passes, and that was just the second time that Florida has scored a touchdown against a Power 5 opponent, on its opening drive of the game, and that is a really encouraging stat for Trask when you consider the fact that last year, when he came off the bench in the Missouri game, he led the offense on the touchdown drive. This season, he comes off the bench after Felipe Franks gets injured at Kentucky, leads the Gators to 19 fourth-quarter points, and a comeback win. And then in his first career start, he has a flawless opening drive. So that's now three times that Tras has gotten into the game and been ready for it. He said throughout his time at Florida, he's always prepared like a starter, and those results obviously indicate that. And from all to say that preparation and getting ready for the opponent is the biggest area where this team has improved, I think that that reflects on Kyle Tras. Edgar Thompson spoke with me about that, as well as a number of other topics on the Gators. We got a SEC play kicked off in the Swamp last weekend. The Gators beating Tennessee 34-3. to Kyle Trask making his first career start. What did you think about that game and, and what you saw from number 11? Uh,
2: you know, it started out, I mean, how could it have started out better for the guy? Yeah. I was telling Dan Mullen, I said, hey, Dan, that was your most efficient drive you've ever had. And he's like, oh, thank you. And I'm, not, I'm like, no, really. Like, statistically, they had not scored against a Power 5 team on an opening drive, a touchdown under Mullen other than the Miami game where they had a fake punt. Yeah. to keep that drive going and Tony. And then Tony went 66 yards. I mean, that wasn't an efficient drive. This was like boom, 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 five plays, flawless. Yep. And Kyle really, I, I thought, you know, he took a couple chances or took one chance, it turned into a pick, the Trey Grimes throw. I thought he had like one bad throw, the second, yeah. the first pick on the sideline. Um, he made a look his running wasn't great, but then Emory Jones kind of picked up the slack there. But I think Kyle gives this team a lot of hope and, and gives Dan Mullen something to think about because sure. with the run game struggling the way it is, it's like I, I was joking with him, hey, you took, talk to Mike Leach or ever thought about that? And he said, actually, we were going to maybe go out there this summer and pick his brain because he knew the receivers were so good. Yeah. And I, I don't think he was joking But then it's funny, I tweeted it, and somebody's like, hey, Dan, just walk down the hall. I mean, Steve Spurrier. you know, you can go pick his brain. So it's going to be interesting to watch how this this offense evolves because of Trask' decision-making, accuracy, and ability, I think, to see just much more of the field than Felipe did.
1: He showed that, and there's also the wrinkle with with Emory Jones. Mullen continues to use him moving forward. How do you think that he's going to make that two-quarterback system work? And Jones does seem like he could help with the run game.
2: There's no doubt. I, You know, it's it's tricky because people are going to know it's going to be a run, so he's going to have to at least show some pass. Yep. But I covered the 06 season. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my last year covering the Gators till 2012 when I came back up here. And uh, Tim Tebow was spoon-fed early on. And then as the season went, it expanded, the LSU game being the, the great um, – Part of the experiment where he yeah but he had that rocker step one to Lewis Murphy even earlier, yep. where he faked Duran, stepped back, and hit Murphy for third i 'm getting goosebumps to even remember that play. <laughs> I mean that was a great day in the swamp, it was fun, great game, and that was a hell of a performance by tebow so I mean, if Emory can start, you know, opening up just a little bit with that, suddenly you got a real weapon and a real change of pace. Yeah,
1: Towson this week, another FCS team. I know you're thrilled about that.
2: Well, uh, I'd like to see them only have one. I think Dan too. I think too. fans and fans, and fans would too. for sure. We
1: know what's going to happen this week. I mean, we're still not going to know much about this team until the following week. Oh, just no. What are your thoughts on the Gators at this point in the season as they get ready for this stretch?
2: Tom what? Flacco is Joe Flacco's brother. Now he doesn't have. Joe's stature, he's 6'1", like 205, whereas Joe's like 6'5", like 240, uh, and probably a bigger arm. But Tom can run, throw. I think, I think he had like 430 yards of total offense or something or 424 or something against uh, Villanova. So he could be fairly, a little bit exciting. It'll be kind of fun to see him, but it's not a real test. And then the onslaught comes, sure. you know, Auburn homecoming at LSU the 12th. I don't even think South Carolina, October nineteenth, you can take lightly. They'll win, you would think, the Gators, but it's not going to be just a cakewalk. And then two weeks later, you get Georgia, so it's going to be. It's they need to, you know, get healthy. Dan talked about that in the SEC conference call today that getting healthy is just key for this defense, for this whole team. I mean, C.J. Henderson and Zuniga are going to have to be on the field by LSU at the latest. I mean, Auburn, it's going to be a matter of, like, play, the offense handling that defensive line and that defense more yeah. than the defense handling the offense. But by LSU, man, this team has to be at full speed, all six cylinders, or that could be a tough game in Baton Rouge. I think Auburn is going to be a low-scoring slugfest. Auburn's offense is eh, – and but their defensive line in front is, is nails. Gosh. I mean, three guys, top 50 picks probably on the front against this offensive line that's struggling. So Kyle Trask needs one more game to get really comfortable, and then it gets real for him and the Gators.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Great perspective from Edgar. You can follow him on Twitter, at OSGators. Appreciate the time, my man. Yeah, man. When we come back from this first break, we'll bring you some comments from Florida quarterback Kyle Trask and his position coach, Brian Johnson. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. Kyle Trask met with reporters for the first time since taking the podium after his first career start. He's had a few days to take in that performance, look at the film with the coaches, see what he did well against Tennessee, and identify the areas where he needs to improve in the coming weeks. Here's what Trask had to say in his latest meeting with the media.
0: Biggest thing for me is just, you know, in order to be a great quarterback, to be an elite quarterback, you got to be consistent in your performance. So, I mean, the biggest thing for me is just, you know, you know, treat every rep like it's your last and just overall consistency. How
3: was it just getting off that back and having a very sharp performance
0: out there? I don't think it was necessarily getting off my back. I think it was more, you know, it wasn't like that because, you know, like Coach Mullen prepares, you know, like multiple starters every time I go out there so and he prepares us for those moments and it wasn't really a thing like oh like I wasn't like nervous or anything like that because you know coach Mullen and his staff just does a great job of preparing us for those moments. Going back over film with
1: coach Mullen and coach Johnson you know what did they see from your performance against Tennessee some things they liked some things they didn't like.
0: I mean they thought I threw some nice passes and you know like they said they just want want me to make sure I stay consistent and you know Every single rep, just in order to be elite, you got to be consistent every single rep. There's some little things in there, you know, just as a team, just uh, communication, you know, and that just comes with uh, reps and experience, just making sure we're always on the same page. How do you feel like Emery played with the opportunities that he got against the Vols? Uh I think he played great. Um, you know, he graded out a champion as well. You know, he did everything the coaches asked of him.
1: A lot of people think that when he comes in the game, he's going to do some different stuff than you. But Mullen said that he called the same plays for Emory that he did for you, yeah, except for one. Can you talked um, about that, yeah.
0: So I mean, it's great having you know um, both of our skill sets at the quarterback position because it kind of keeps the defense on their heels because they're not really they don't really know what to expect because you know we don't both have our different skill sets. You know, sure. you seen from Towson
2: on film in their defense.
0: Um, well, yeah, Coach Mullen, you know, he told us a lot about Towson. And, you know, they're a great team, and they're, they're really sound on defense. And, you know, we got, some, we got some plays that we think should work in our advantage, you know. Uh, but overall, I th- I, they're a great team, and, you know, we got to come out uh, swinging full force.
2: You ready for a little air raid? Absolutely, always. I <laughs> love airing <laughs> the ball out. <laughs> would, you, would you be comfortable, though, with the, with the game being even more on your shoulders?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just goes back to, you know, Coach Mullen and his staff. They're really good at preparing whoever for whatever moment um, presents itself. We're trying to be consistent in all phases of the game. And, you know, like you said, our receivers are definitely one of the deepest groups on the team. And, you know, when we have any, whenever we have the ball in any one of our receivers' hands, you know, it's always a threat for the defense. Kyle, what are your thoughts on the run game and just some of the struggles that have been happening there? Um, just a uh, – it just comes back to communication, and uh, we always have to be on the same page, making sure we're all we're all going to the right person and things like that.
1: Sure. And then going back to the play calls against Tennessee, did you know going into the second half, or did Emory know that he was going to get the same calls as you? Is, is he paying attention during the game as to what you are doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, plays? Coach
0: Mullen, you know, like like I said, you know, he's he's preparing multiple stars when we go out there, and he's preparing people that know the playbook inside and out. So yeah, uh, I mean. And it's really just another thing to keep defenses on their heels because you know they don't know what to expect. We were talking about that
2: touchdown to Freddie. Was that just as perfectly executed a play as you've been part of? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, it was just—it looked like just routine. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, all of our receivers are—you know—they're wonderful. They can always get open. So I saw the quarter safety, and that's something you you know—you know—even in high school, you know, you got to dig post. Yes, sir. (laughs) You know, you got to dig post on our, our quarter safety. You know, that's, you know, we've been running that ever since we got, we stepped foot on campus.
1: Kyle Trask position coach Brian Johnson also met with reporters on Wednesday and he has had a lot going on these last few weeks. He had to deal with the injury to Felipe Franks and his season coming to an end and then he has to turn right back around and get Kyle ready for his first career start as well as bring backup Emery Jones along. In this interview, Brian talks about how tough it was to see Felipe go down and how he's liked the response from Kyle Trask and Emery Jones. Can you just talk about what the challenge has been the last week or so, just having your starter go down and I, that's got to be tough for any coach to deal with, and then getting the, the other guys ready.
4: Yeah, it's, it's very tough um, because you know obviously Felipe has meant so much to the program and, and to and to me personally, um, and to see him go down and and not have him not have him um, here is is tough. But I think you know the room did a great job of of stepping up and preparing themselves to go get ready to play, and, and he had a very successful successful surgery and you know we're looking forward to him rehabbing and 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 coming back to join us so um, but you know that's part of college football you deal with injuries and you know they're gonna cancel the next game so you gotta, you gotta go get yourself ready to play, and and uh, the guys did a great job of doing that.
1: What do you think about how Kyle came in that fourth quarter in 19 points? Have you ever seen anything like that from a backup coming into that type of situation? Yeah, I mean
4: he he was prepared to go play, and and we always talk about that in our room. Is you have no idea when your opportunity is going to come, okay. and you know when you go in the game, people are going to say one or two things. It's going to be oh no, or oh yes, and. You know, fortunately for us, it was it was yes because he came in and did a great job and and uh, and handled the game plan and he knew everything that was in it and and let it rip, man. And and he was really confident in what he was doing.
3: How do you keep those guys engaged though? Because that's not that's not exactly an easy thing to kind of stay stay prepared like that when your numbers not being called as consistently.
4: Well, I mean that's what's required of you to be a quarterback. Um, And you know, I think we do a great job of putting those guys in position during practice. You know, because football is very unique. I mean, this is really like the only sport where you practice more than you play. So, um, yeah. you know, for us, getting those guys in situations where they get those looks in practice, and and the ability to walk through, and the, the two quarterbacks standing behind the guy that's in, and, and developing, and getting those mental reps, because there's, you know, there's not enough reps to get everybody ready to play. So you got to take advantage and find unique ways to get guys get guys reps. But you know, they do a great job. They're very very self motivated, which is which is key. Um, you know, and they want to go out there and play well, too. So, um, you know, they got the opportunity and, and took advantage of it. Kyle
1: said, he pre- one more. Kyle said he prepares every week as a starter, but how was last week different for him getting ready for Tennessee? And How do you think he handled everything?
4: I think he handled everything well. I mean, the only difference was he probably got in a practice probably 30 or maybe 30 more reps than normal. Okay. Um, you know, because we rep all of those guys out during practice. He just got probably a little bit more more than than normal but in terms of his approach and how he got how he got ready and you know whether it's first down third down red zone 2 minute 4 minute understanding all those situations yeah. um, none of that really changed you know the only thing that changed was Kyle more reps and Emory more reps and let's go play
1: NFL fans, a new season is upon us. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed, where to put your money down on all of these games. My Bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My Bookie has bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first official handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week and to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. All right, now we're going to switch gears to Florida basketball for this last segment. Yesterday, we brought you some comments from Florida coach Mike White discussing this upcoming season and the addition of top transfer Kerry Blackshear Jr. But that's not the only big piece that White has added to the roster. You also got five-star freshman Trey Mann and Scotty Lewis, as well as top 100 prospect Omar Payne and some other freshmen But Lewis is the star of the class. He was a huge get for Mike White and his staff. And he is a guy that has the potential to come in and be a one-and-done type of player. And not just because of his talent, but because of his basketball IQ and just how mature he is for his age. You're going to hear it in this interview right here when he met with reporters for the first time about his decision to come to Florida, what he likes about the pieces around him, and how far he thinks this team could go this season.
3: Believe it or not, Coach White and I—we talked about a couple of players that you know um, he wanted for the team and how I could, I would fit into that, and sure he did with my other teammates as well. My um, kind of before I came in I realized what pieces and what players I'd be playing with, and I was, in my head I was thinking I can do a lot of things with this, you know. So um, we can be very successful as a team. So coming in when I saw Trey commit, uh, one of my best friends Alex committed, um, Omar committed. Um, Andrew came back after testing the waters, things like that. I was like, you know, we can really do something. We can really be successful. So when it came down to it, it was kind of a no-brainer for me to commit here. And I knew that I could come in and, um, and lead the teams in certain ways, and I know i would have other guys to lead me as well. Even though, you're, even though you're a freshman, do you see yourself as the really defensive leaders in the uh, team? Absolutely. Um, you know, here and there I still make mistakes because, um, you know, obviously Mike White has a different scheme, and um, I'm learning that, and I'm, I'm grasping that and uh, taking full attention to that. So... I think once I get those things down packed, I'm definitely be one of the most uh, preliminary defenders on the team. Such a good defender. How much of it is technique, fundamentals, or and, and just wanting it and just effort and putting it in, putting in the effort. I think it's I think it's ninety percent wanting it and effort, and ten percent the rest. Um, if you want to guard someone, you want to lock someone down, and you take pride in not being scored on. Um, you won't get scored on. You know, you're gonna have certain players that are hard to guard,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, especially at the next level, um, especially at this level as well. You know, we have certain players that, you know, their 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 job is to just shoot. Their job is to just go get rebounds and putbacks and things like that, and they're super good at those things. So you can't be discouraged when you get scored on and things like that. But the next play, you gotta take pride in. Like he just scored on me. You know, they just scored on me. So let's get another shot. Um, let's let's create something. So it's you know, one, you know, ninety percent effort. Uh, and, and the willpower to do it and ten percent everything else, what do you think maybe holds some people back then is it just wanting to get fill up a stat sheet when, you know on, on the offensive side? Well, I think we have social media and other like uh, social constructs mm-hmm. in basketball that um, scoring has is like the main part of basketball quote unquote um, and I, when I try to mentor kids back home, everyone's like you know i'm not uh, I'm scoring this I'm scoring that I'm scoring this is that and the third, but I'm like so is everyone else you know i separated myself from i separated myself by doing things that other people didn't want to do and you know, i wanted to be a guard who could rebound and uh, pass the ball extremely well off the wing and uh, be a prolific defender at the same time and i added that and i kind of made that who i am and my identity and it got me here got me to be a mcdonald's all american and hoop summit player and i'm like if i can do it and i can find my niche you can do the same thing you're just worried about what other people are doing and not focusing on yourself
2: What was the biggest challenge having five brothers or being one of
3: five brothers? You know, she raised us on our own, like literally by herself. And my grandma helped in time to time. But, um, you know, my my mom didn't want us, didn't want the fact that we didn't have a great relationship with our fathers or that we didn't have, you know, a male role model to kind of hinder our development in any way. And my mom was our father and our mother. So she taught us so many things about um, what not to do and um, how to do. So um, I think all five of us owe so much to her. and We wouldn't be the men that we are today without her.
1: That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we spoke with Edgar Thompson from the Orlando Sentinel about the Gators and their quarterback situation. In the second segment, we brought you some comments from Kyle Trask and Brian Johnson. And in the final segment, we talked to five-star Florida freshman Scotty Lewis about this year's basketball team. On tomorrow's show, I'll list my five keys to the game for Florida Towson. I'll give you my SEC power rankings, and we'll also get some thoughts from Dan Mullen and his coordinators on this Towson matchup. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.